This week's podcast brought to you by Ref Body Language. I celebrated the birthday uh, since we've last done a podcast, and you have one coming up. Um, yeah, I think I told you on that day that I will never forget on my seventh birthday, waking up in the morning on a Saturday morning, coming downstairs, and there was a paper sack under the wall-mounted telephone, and my mom and dad told me to look in the bag, and my birthday present was in there, in there, unasked for, undreamt of, was a Minnesota North Stars hockey jersey, and I just blew my mind. I was so excited. I was happy for weeks that I had that. And and uh, 50 years later, on my 57th birthday, I had what I think may be the second most enjoyable birthday present of my life, and that was I went to bed at 7.34 p.m. There's no pain, no gain, and we found that to be fact. The road might twist and turn a bit, but we all arrive intact. Mr. Mom and Mrs. Dad having each other's back. Day by day, just to keep it sane. Who's the ball and who's the chain? It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. Well, we've done podcasts after dark. We've done Good Morning ball and chain podcast we've done them late night early morning we've done them uh typically mid-morning is our time mid-morning we've done them from uh, a cabin in minnesota we've done them from cape cod but i think this is the first time that i've done one we've done one when i am literally and figuratively in a lather i'm i'm glazed in sweat i've just uh, done routine spring bicycle maintenance on two bikes even though we're in fall now. This is the beauty of it. You went for a run and came back in in full sweat as as you would. As one does. As one does. You showered. You were no longer in a lather. No. Why are you in the lather now? Well, our our eighth grader has the day off of school. She has a friend over, a classmate who has the day off of school. They decided they wanted to ride bikes. Great. All uh, the bike tires are flat and um, seats need adjusting and, and... Unexpectedly, because I just went for a run in cool weather, it has become a thousand degrees out there. So I'm, I'm having showered and changed. I'm, I'm now sweating, uh, heaving, lungs heaving, and and uh, and one of the valves that you know that first of all I can never remember for the the bicycle pump if it's the latch up or down that has it locked on. Right. And uh, and moronically, I watched a YouTube video, a one minute YouTube video on. You know, after Googling, is it latch up or down when to lock on the bicycle pump? Mm-hmm. And uh, you couldn't just figure it out like, by trial lo- and error. Like every, well, no, it wasn't working. Like every single instructional video on YouTube, the person, it's all about the person doing the video. So the first 58 seconds of this is so whether you're using a Johnson valve or a, or a Rodney valve, um, I'm going to give you some, some tips, you know. Uh, uh, first of all, we're going to rotate the tire. You know, it, it goes on and on. Just and and just just, just tell me is it, is it up or down? Right. And and then and then don't ask me to smash that subscribe button. I don't think I want to watch um, and you, you know so, daily videos on 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 bicycle maintenance. So what is it up or down? I don't remember. But uh, <laughs> so you will have to. I've watch learned it nothing again at some point. But, but this is to explain why I'm I'm in a lather. Um, and and I think from now on we should be doing a. a a podcast when when we're kind of both angry, ranting about stuff, and we'll call it we'll call it lather 
rinse, repeat, or better yet, blather, rinse, repeat. It's, a, it's amazing. Like when I was a kid, can you imagine going an entire summer without riding your bike? Like riding your bike was your freedom. It was what you did uh, constantly. Like you wouldn't, I think the kids rode their bike at one point this spring, but I think they went the whole summer without getting on bikes and riding around. Well, I mean, their lives and towns aren't really designed around, designed for that. But uh, that I did say to our daughter, you know, you remember remember how to shift? And she said, well, what does that mean? <laughs> I think yeah, the this gears, is the first yes. time on a bike with, that had gears. So, Well, this is a great time of year if you're a WNBA fan. It's my favorite time of the work year. Um, I love WNBA playoff basketball. I love series, um, you know, coaches making adjustment from one game to the next. As great as March Madness is, um, I just love this, the the series nature of playoff basketball and how high level it is. And right now I'm covering the New York Liberty Connecticut sun series, which is tied up one, one. They play again on Friday, game three, game four will be on Sunday. And if they're, if necessary, game five will be on Tuesday. Um, But it's been great. And it's, uh, we, we've done two games uh, at Barclays center and there's been 10,000 fans there. Celebrity Row has been full. It's been so much fun. And now we're going to get to go to uh, to the Mohingan Sound, which I'm sure is going to be a great environment as well. Our eldest daughter approached and uh, met and took a photo with um, Ted Lasso himself, Jason Sudeikis, yeah, at one Jason of these games. Sudeikis. He's a regular. Yeah, he's been games. at a few of the Liberty games. He's a big fan of theirs. And um, I haven't had any interactions with him, but, uh, you know, I've seen him as he's been, you know, walking off of the court. Fans yell his name. He doesn't ignore them. He turns and smiles and waves and says hello. Um, universally, the people who have um, gone up and, and said hello to them have said that he's just been an incredibly likable, down-to-earth guy. And um, it's uh, super nice to see. Yeah, so our daughter just went over and introduced herself and uh, and took a picture with him and said he couldn't have been any nicer. So that's kind of nice when... You know, there's not a nicer coach than Ted Lasso, and uh, sounds like could be a nicer human being. And then the other night, she texted me from the game from the Barclays Center and said that uh, Alicia Keys is sitting a few seats down from Mom. And I replied, "I'm sure at the next commercial break, Mom will go uh, introduce herself and and take a picture." And uh, and our daughter replied, "LOL, she won't." <laughs> And I said, I know. That's why I texted you that. That's yeah. a joke. Yeah, I don't really do that. Um, and the other semifinal series is the Las Vegas Aces um, against the Dallas Wings. Vegas is up 2-0, and they're going back to Dallas. Um, in the first round of the playoffs, I was calling a game uh, in Vegas, and this uh, this kind of made me laugh. Going to the airport. I was at the airport, and you have to take, take like a tram um to get to your gate after you go through security and I uh, had my little rolly bag that I'm pulling and, and a guy came over and said to me, are you a ref? And uh, I just said, no. Uh, and he said, I used to ref hockey and lug my gear the same way you're lugging your bag. You had ref body language. Ref <laughs> I, body like, language. I had ref body language, like shoulder. I don't know what that means. Shoulders slumped. I'm, I'm, I was thinking, it, no, it's just travel. It's, it's like, 11 p.m. West Coast time. I'm an East Coaster. 11 p.m. West Coast time. Trying to get to my flight. Ref body language. Did you say, uh, I may not be a ref, but I know that 
traveling is a violation. <laughs> Everybody in this airport so, is experiencing that. And he would have had to have had a bigger bag than mine for his ref gear doing hockey. Do you think you were a hockey refs? ref? They were skates and a whistle. Just skates. They don't have pads a or helmet. anything, right? Or they have a helmet. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, who the heck knows? It was a weird thing to say. I just kept walking the other way. Ref body language. Ref body language, yeah. Let me know what you think of this. I don't know if it makes me proud or if it should make me something else, but our uh, our youngest, who's in eighth grade, her class had a car wash um, a couple of weeks ago to as a fundraiser for uh, for the school. And I pulled into the car wash and um, it was in a parking lot adjacent to a church. And and there was a funeral going on at the same time as the car wash. So as I pulled up, I said to one of the parents, uh, the parents said, you know, the, the funeral's just about to let out. And I said, how cool would it be if the hearse came through to have these kids wash, you know, get the car wash? And the mom just looked at me. She said, you are definitely Rose's mom because she said the exact same thing to my daughter yesterday. And I was dying because it's not something I had talked about with our daughter. It's not something she had said to me. But we both had the same thought of how funny would it be? Funny, maybe funny isn't the word. Be a nice send off. It would be. Like I would have absolutely no problem. Actually, I, I'm saying to you right now, if I predecease you, and when we are leaving my funeral and my body's in a hearse, if adjacent to the church there there's a car wash put on by a school or kids, you better 100% tell the driver of the hearse, we, you're going through the car wash. My, it was one of my li- wife's wishes. Um, and if you want that same treatment, I will, and you predecease me, I will do that for you. But I mean, how great. I want I want to arrive before I'm put in the dirt, I want to arrive in the cleanest car possible. Do you want, uh, if if there's not a school car wash, do you want me to take it through uh, <laughs> no. Russell Speeder's car wash in Avon? It's not the same. I, I don't need all the flappity flap and if so, in the side of the car. I need to know what level of service you want. You want it, you know, <laughs> do I want the wax you want or the just dust the wash? Of the interior? Uh, no, don't do the interior. No, I only want, I, I want, like, can you imagine how some of the kids would be fascinated, some would be freaked out. Um, but it would be pretty, pretty great to see it leave the church lot and then immediately pull in to this other lot to, to get a wash. I mentioned that um, I was in Vegas calling a game and Ryan Rucco, my play-by-play partner, and I landed around the same time when we arrived in Vegas. So we shared uh, an Uber to the hotel. So when we got to the lobby of the hotel... He went to check in with someone and I went to check in um, like, you know, adjacent to him with someone else. And the guy who was checking me in said, are you guys together? And I said, well, we're not together, but we're, you know, we're both here under the ESPN reservation and, uh, you know, we work together. And he said, um, he said, because if you would like, I can give you uh, a two bedroom suite you know, with a nice living room in between. And I just started laughing and I said, no, no, we're not together were just co-workers and then he s- still kept trying to pitch this suite for us to share and i was like i don't care if it's two bedrooms it's completely inappropriate 
A, for you to be pitching that I share a suite he's with just, my he's just, coworker. He's just trying to be a matchmaker. And I, it was it was hilarious. And, and 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 Ryan didn't understand. He was only hearing part of this. And he's like, he's like, no, you're going to be here for a bunch of hours after the game before your flight. You should definitely take the suite. I said, no, no, no. You and I would both have to take the suite. Anyway, I have since talked to Holly Rowe about it. And I said, next time we go to that same hotel, let's check in together. Because if it was the two of us and we had this big giant suite with separate bedrooms, there would be nothing inappropriate in my mind about that. But um, I just had to laugh. Like this guy it was a hard sell to get me to, well, to mean, stay in a two-bedroom suite with my Las, coworker. Las Vegas. How many conventioneers have you know left I mean, at that offer? I'm sure plenty and plenty, plenty of people have um, taken him up on that. I think I know may know the source of my uh, of my lathering. May have. Uh, Dated back to my run earlier when I was running down a street, not a lot of traffic, but enough traffic that I run towards, you know, in the lane that's towards traffic. Mm -hmm. And then when the car comes, I go to the other side because they don't always, they don't right. always make room for you. I was running down a long straightaway of a street and there was a truck coming at me. And so I, you know, as ostentatiously as I could, I got to the other side of the street so he could see me. Mm -hmm. And he kept coming and coming, and uh, and then um, uh, about 250 yards before he got to me, he turned right into a cul-de-sac. And <laughs> I was like, if he'd had his turn signal on, I would have stayed. I would have stayed where I was. Um, but uh, but you know, well, we we could do an entire series of podcasts on on turn signals, and I'm and I'm sure. Uh, get a lot of listeners for it. Well, I had a unique experience I shared with you yesterday where I was playing charades with a police officer in town. Yes. <laughs> because I was at an intersection where there's been all kinds of construction going on for months and months. Anyway, I'm sitting there and three cycles of the light. It's a what? What? A four-way intersection, right? One, two, yeah. three, four. Yeah. Four-way intersection and the three cycles of lights and my... Only your leg of the intersection didn't get to go didn't get a green just kept getting red and so i put my pass I, I look at the woman it was like a two-lane two-laner so i look at the woman next to me and we're both like just kind of shrug our shoulders and then i look to the right where some of the construction is happening and there there's a police officer there so i roll down my the passenger window and i'm like flailing my arms to get his attention he looks over at me and i point at the light because you can't hear it's so loud with the construction i point at the light i show like three or f or four fingers and like like do the like the ref signal for we're going to review that later ref body language yes exactly i had uh, ref body uh, language RBL. like 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 we're going to review the shot by number four and he looked at me and he understood what i was charading and then he went into the middle of the intersection and started directing traffic because our side indeed had not um had a chance to go and uh and he said to the other police officer he said is it because um, the sensor is in the lane that's closed. And then the other cop said back to him, said, uh, or is it the camera? And I'm thinking, are, are the, the lights in the center of that town either done by sensor or even weirder by camera? Um, motion detector? Motion, well, I then, remember even as a kid, there was like a motion detector sort of indicator, but not camera anyway it was um and then and as i so as i pulled through the lane and the cop was directing traffic i just waved at him and smiled and he was just like waving and smiled but i had my little 
one-way charades game. Uh, with I thought a you were going to say he he clapped and the light changed and that the light was on a clapper. <laughs> How great! How great would that be? Clap on, clap off. The, the clapper. clapper. Shall we get to viewer mail? Yes, let's get to viewer mail. Big bad look, throw our lure, reel us in with your pure mail. And when I say, shall we get to viewer mail, I'm I'm uh, pretending that we haven't uh, taken a six-hour break. <laughs> we did take a six-hour break, didn't we? We did. Yes, we did. Are you just realizing that? Or are you, no, I'm you just re- reinforcing. Yeah, we took a six-hour break. I'm in a better mood. I've just had a drumstick. Not a chicken drumstick, an ice cream drumstick. Yeah, you bought those recently. Kids, well, I was at the grocery store with their son, who saw them in the display case, and they're in the you know the freezer, clear freezer door, through the clear freezer door, and then there was no getting past. And now they're in the not clear display case of our freezer. Well, now when I went to the grocery store, I had to get them again because they they the, the flaw with the drumstick is you have to bite it with your front teeth. Who wants to bite ice cream with their front teeth? No, not good. Um, well, let's get to viewer mail, shall we? We shall. Our first viewer mail comes from George in Columbus. Hello, George. George writes, Steve and Rebecca, I apologize for getting behind on my correspondence. A few weeks ago, Rich wrote in to describe his monovision. This is a treatment for presbyopia. And George helpfully encloses the parenthetical pronunciation key. That's why I was able to pronounce it. Okay. Presbyopia, literally old vision, where one eye is chosen to focus for distance and the other eye is chosen to focus for near objects. Interesting that presbyopia means old vision. Does that mean presbyterian means old tyrian? <laughs> I don't know. P-R-E-S-B-Y-O-P-I-A. This can be accomplished with contact lenses, cataract surgery, or LASIK. To answer Rebecca's question, although monovision is not for everyone, most people who choose to do it adapt very well and easily without headaches, eye strain, or loss of depth perception. It is basically like wearing a monocle full-time. You wouldn't think it should work, but for many people, it works surprisingly well. I don't think I'd like it. Well, I mean, the whole joy of wearing the monocle is being seen with the monocle. Right? I, I will have to trust you on that one. On another note, my family wants me to ask your opinion of this situation. Ready, Rebecca? I'm ready. This summer, we've been fortunate to spend time at a vacation spot where evening concerts are held in a large 2,700-seat auditorium. These are usually family-oriented events with festival seating that never sell out, meaning we choose a spot where there are always empty seats around us. Kids and adults routinely come and go during these concerts and often go up to dance in front of the stage. As a Guardians fan, I follow their games using the game day mode on the MLB app on my phone during the concerts. This allows me to silently follow game action while still enjoying the concert. As far as I can tell, this should annoy no one. I would never do this in a Broadway show or other high-priced concert venue with assigned seating, but in the described setting, I think it's fine. Others in my family think otherwise. I'm looking for backup on this. Your thoughts. By the way, Steve, congratulations on your twins taking the Central Georgian Columbus. So it's kind of a laid-back concert type of thing, and he's scrolling through his phone. Children frolicking, dancing in front of the stage. He's not seated near other next to other people. This isn't a Lauren Boebert-like setting where uh, his behavior is not that it's anything wrong with the behavior. is going to bother anybody in the theater. Uh, I say, not only is it fine, I, I encourage and applaud it. Well, I guess it, my question would be, is their complaint that they're, they're, they think it's um, 
offensive to other concert goers or to whoever's performing? Or is there there the thing that bothers them that he is not fully immersed in their family and enjoying his the company he's in? And, you know, looks like he wants to well, be somewhere I, I mean, else. I can't speak for George, but but let me just let me just uh, uh, guess that he's he's uh, neither enjoying the 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 performers nor his own family. He's enjoying or or not the Guardians on game day mode, by the way, which is you're watching like a computer simulation. I of think each it's pitch. all about the vibe. Like if he's exuding the vibe that I'm really enjoying being here, but I also want to check out my baseball team or is the vibe more, you can make me come here, but you can't make me pay attention. Cause what I really want to be doing is sitting at home watching the guardians game. I think the vibe is more Billy Tubbs and his wife, you know, who said you love basketball more than me. And he said, but I love you more than track. <laughs> George loves the Guardians and baseball, and uh, so it's all. I think it's all about his vibe. Well, I, I mean, I, I, as you know, I, I completely endorse and um, applaud that behavior. You're the one who still hasn't let me forgiven me or let me forget reading the Sunday New York Times print edition while at breakfast in a diner on a date. It was extraordinarily rude. Of course, I haven't. For, I mean, I've forgiven you. I just think I will never think it was anything other than extraordinarily rude. Well, I mean, I, I, I mean, I married you, so I, I clearly forgave you. A Mark in Wisconsin writes, "You ready for this, Rebecca?" I'm ready. Happy birthday, Steve, from another September 22nd baby. Oh, sweet, Mark. Thank you. Uh, welcome to. Well, not welcome. I mean, you've you've been here. As long as I have, but uh, or possibly less long, but um, to the club of the 1981 World Series, Dodgers versus Yankees. Bob Lemon, the Yankees manager, Tommy Lasorda, the Dodgers manager, both of them born on September 22nd, Rebecca. No, I didn't know that. Mark, uh, happy birthday to you. Yeah, I had a nice birthday. It was, you, you did had have a, a nice birthday. birthday. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Rachel... I don't remember anything about it. Otherwise, I'd, I'd mentioned some highlights, but it was it was wonderful. You had a great time. Rachel uh, writes, greetings, Rebecca and Steve. Once again, I find myself uh, back to teaching, getting ready to coach, taking a grad school class, enjoying the WNBA playoffs, and looking forward to postseason baseball. Here are a few thoughts and musings for this fall. One. Atlanta Braves baseball. I've been a Braves fan for 34 years, and this is the most talented team I've seen since the days of Glavin, Smoltz, Maddox, Jones, etc. I'm happy to cheer on the same team as DGS and welcome the BNC listeners to Braves fandom. Uh, I mean, the Braves are not only appear to be the, I mean, they have the best record in baseball, appear to be the best team in baseball. Uh, it would seem that um, they will be prohibitive favorites, Rebecca, to win the World Series. Although prohibitive favorites. The, the baseball playoffs have become a... Who are the other tournament really that uh, that uh, you know? Who are the teams that are st a step below the Braves? Like that can actually that people think are contenders. Well, I mean, my brain is in a fog right now, but certainly um, the Dodgers. Um, so, you know the the, uh, the villainous Astros are are lurking. The Texas Rangers they're always lurking, aren't they? They're good this year, and um, and as you know from firsthand experience. The Baltimore Orioles, uh, 
we saw them. I don't know if you remember who we saw play when we were in Seattle. Yeah, but I those do. were the Baltimore Orioles. How, how are the Mariners, the Mariners doing? The Mariners, Mariners, they went on a heater after uh, after we were there to watch them lose. Absolutely, they were on. They were on an insanely hot August. They, they've cooled off a little bit, and are actually a game and a half out of the um, of the wild card right now with with you know a few games to play. Um, so. Uh, um, you know, I, I would have loved to see them make a postseason run, but the Minnesota Twins, uh, winning an abysmal American League Central, uh, you know, all you have to do is get in, and then, and you know, all you need is a dollar and a dream. You got to be in it to win it, et cetera. So, you know, the brave, but the Braves are to get back to Rachel from Idaho's uh, point number one. The mm. Braves are the favorites for okay. sure. Two, fall is finally here, and I'm so grateful for the cooler weather. Along with that cooler weather comes the season of melting meats in my household. As I get into basketball coaching, there are many meals that will be coming from our crock pot. Uh, tonight, Rebecca, you were um, you were at a basketball thing. youth basketball thing, and and I made breakfast for dinner: pancakes, bacon, croissants. You and, didn't make the croissants, uh, make but you I made the other stuff. Yeah, that and, was that uh, was really nice of yeah, you. Thank you. Three. You gave me yourself. the option. You gave me the option of of uh, fending for myself or making the ingredients for meat pie that you had that you had purchased earlier in the day from the grocery. My my mom's recipe for meat pie that all of our kids really like, and you you said you would rather uh, fend for yourself than follow the recipe for the meat pie. Um, I, I I'm just guessing here. Can I can I can I deconstruct the meat pie mm-hmm. from memory? Mm-hmm. Hamburger. Yeah, a pie crust, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Are you making your own, or no? You're buying it in the store. Well, you would have been using the one from the store, yeah. yes. Filling it with uh, meat, you, you brown the hamburger and mm-hmm. put it in. You brown, you, you saute something first. A, though. a, a bottle of the uh, Heinz uh, sauce that you make sloppy joes with. No. Yes. No. That's well, not you in could there. do it. I'm. You could put soda in there. You could, but you it, you wouldn't. And and. Interestingly, green beans. Yes, there are green beans in it. Is that to give it the snap, crackle, and the and flavor? It's delicious. I'm so not don't, suggesting don't, otherwise. Don't try to uh, say anything about my mother's meat pie. <laughs> okay, keep three, reading. Three. Being from Idaho, one thing that often accompanies our season of melting meats are potatoes. Russet, Yukon Gold, Red. She's naming potatoes, Rebecca. She I like is. this. I'm, I'm listening. Uh, we have them all, and our boys know that if they're hungry, they are welcome to bake a potato, boil some up, and mash them, or make themselves some home fries. Can you imagine our kids boiling a potato or making themselves home fries? Our, I mean, you can make home would. fries and they devour them. Our son might, would. Yeah. Our, our daughters, not so much. Um, just just boiling water. Never mind dropping a potato in there. Yeah. Peeling a potato, right? We don't really have a sharp potato peeler. Imagine an no, Idaho. No, I got one. I got a new one. You would pride oh, yeah, yourself on, the, on, the, on the sharpness, how, how sharply honed your potato peeler is. I bet they have good potato peelers. I wonder if they sell more potato peelers per capita in Idaho than anywhere else, because you would assume that they're eating more potatoes and then therefore going through the potato peeler quicker than other places. By the same token, uh, cheese grater in Wisconsin? Exactly, yeah. Although they might just eat their cheese... With their teeth off the block, they might not even grate it. <laughs> yeah, they, they 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 pick it right off the tree and, and munch it like an apple. Yes, the tree-grown cheese yeah. is the best cheese. <laughs> Four. 
the w- four of uh, four. The WNBA semifinal round is off to an exciting start. I'm looking forward to see where the finals matchup will be. Once again, responsible decision-making is not my strong suit, as my husband and I made a quick nine-hour drive down to Vegas to see the first game between the Aces and the Wings. We were bummed to know Rebecca, Ryan, and Hollywood be in New York, but I'm sure it's nice to do the series that is close to home. If the Aces move on to the finals, we already have our tickets for game one in Las Vegas. I will make sure to get down to the sidelines to say hello. Yes, please. I, I think it's a good chance, since they're up 2-0 as we record this podcast, that Vegas will indeed make it to the finals. And here are Rachel and her husband at the finals, and he's in a um, in the Roman numeral uh, 2023 shirt. Nice. That that you... Uh, 25. 25. Well, why would anyone 25? wear why, a Roman numeral 23 why shirt? Would, why would they celebrate the 23rd anniversary of the WWE? I don't know, but... but it's it's uh, oh it's Roman numerals no it's it's Roman numerals for the twenty and then the the five is the tally marks with a slash through it so they are kind of oh, mixing right. their yeah, numerical yeah, metaphors here am I wrong yes correct and and and, and there's also a photographic uh, there's a sack of potatoes here Rebecca <laughs> well, I, mean, oh, I thought you were going to say a uh, uh, Roman numeral sack of potatoes no there's a oh, sweet uh, yeah so uh, thank you Rachel and finally Rebecca in the cleanup slot. Not only protecting himself, batting in front of himself, in the fourth and fifth spots, Dr. Gary Siegel. Yes. DGS, we were off for a week. Not not intentionally, just, just life got in the way, particularly the WNBA playoffs. And so we are blessed with a double dose of, of DGS. Yes. Ready? I'm ready. Dear Rebecca, Stephen, Denny, one, Melissa, thank you for pinch hitting last week. Two, both DGS and DETS don't enjoy the beach because sand gets in our shoes and cars. What did I find in our car uh, under my floor mat yesterday? I found two two uh, bracelets, like friendship bracelet type oh, of bracelets. Oh, really? Yeah, and uh, I gave them to our, our eighth grader and said, how long have you been missing these? And she said, oh, just a couple of hours. <laughs> I don't know how they got there. Three, sorry about the expired... Chips, yuck. The, uh, yeah, the, um, the chips that when we were at the beach. Yeah, yeah, they were, were disgusting. Yeah. Uh, I also had a run in with some, uh, some uh, stale golden grams the other day because the kids, when they put the cereal away, they leave the flaps up and the bag open, the interior yeah. bag open. It's okay and to it was, leave the flaps was, up. You cannot leave the bag open. The bag is key. The dew point was, uh, out of control for yeah. a couple weeks. Yeah, oh, that's and, a shame. And, and like, Cereal, that's one thing, goes from delicious to disgusting um, when it's just got a little bit too much moisture there. A four, since Mr. Russian doesn't enjoy flavored seltzer, uh, on uh, on the contrary, Dr. Siegel, it's Mr. Lobo. Mr. Lobo. I don't, we probably didn't make that clear. It's my dad. Yeah, your dad doesn't like the the, um, flavored flavored seltzer. seltzer. Since uh, Mr. Lobo doesn't enjoy flavored seltzer, there is a brand that is flavorless and features children and pregnant women in their clever TV ads called Liquid Death. Now, I know Liquid Death exists because our college student enjoys Liquid Death. Yes. I've seen it. I didn't realize that's what it was. I didn't realize it was just seltzer water. Yeah, Yeah, it looks like it's a craft beer or or something like that. Yeah, it looks, yeah, for sure. It doesn't look like it would just be unflavored seltzer water. It's canned beer. You know, hmm? stamping it's can it's in a can. Correct. Yes, you know the oh yeah, like like seltzers like in a can. Yeah, but, yeah, it's but it's a thin it's a thinner, taller can. It looks yeah, more like and, a beer and, can. And, and canned water is even even non seltzer is a thing now because you know it's better than the plastic. Yeah. Yes. Five. It's always nice to hear from Ted from the Lower East Side, DGS, and 
the LES. Six, growing up, we had a small amusement park in, a small, sh- in small shopping centers with dangerous rides that my mother would never let us get on. There was a human, there was a human salad spinner. Mm. We or talked did, about that. Yes, we did. And it, you remember, I mean, this is how old I am. When I was little, like outside the hardware store or the grocery store, there was like a little, like a horse on a spring kind of Mer- a thing that you could put coins in and then oh, you could I, bounce I around. I remember the merry-go-round. I don't remember a horse the on mer- a spring. Whatever. I mean, I never got, I never was yeah, it was a little merry-go-round. gumball machines and yeah. Yeah. We never went on those either. But um, yeah, I definitely remember the little merry-go-round that you put the 50 cents in or whatever. They had the gumball machines. But they, also, times. they also had the gumball machine-like machines that didn't have gumballs. They had stickers. Like Do you stickers, remember? Bubbles or, with little football helmets, NFL football helmets in them. Yes. I bet that was the-, the Oh, like, my gosh. Holy Grail. The Holy Grail. The Holy Grail. Jawbreakers. For us. Uh, and I never got them because, again, we didn't waste our money on those things. <laughs> um tattoos like before of people course, had tattoos and the only yeah. place you could get a tattoo is at the bottom of a cracker jack yeah. box um absolutely but they would sometimes have the tattoos in there and you just like gaze at the glass fronted um whatever that would be called and just wishing that your parents would let you spend some money and get one and and because they didn't you you now are lydia or lydia that encyclopedia lydia the tattooed lady right yeah right a seven race report, two famous European races, Formula One Pirelli Grand Premio d'Italia 2023 and Formula One MSC Cruises Belgian Grand Prix 2023 were run on classic tracks. Max Verstappen won both. Eight, Laurie from Walla Walla, thank you for your kind words. Nine, isn't it crazy that the ACC will have two teams that border the Pacific Ocean? It's absurd. It I is, was talking to a Stanford grad the other day and she was saying... Um, She's like, I just cannot believe what's happened to uh to the Pac-12. The two-pack, right? The two-pack, yeah. But her, she's Stanford, so she's now ACC. She's not I mean, a member of the two-pack. It's, it's, it, seemed, it seemed to happen overnight. I know. It was just awful. 12, congratulations to the – oh, um, I'm sorry, 12. We're on 9. 10, Kathy, behavioral health nurse, thanks for your kind words. 11, Winnie the Pooh. 12, congratulations to the Atlanta Dream for making the playoffs – Cheyenne Parker, who as a child has designated all of her teammates as honorary aunties. Dr. Siegel also uh, encloses a link to a New York Times story that I actually read. A state plagued by bear encounters turns to an old solution, guns. And that's uh, that state is our state, Rebecca, Connecticut. Mm-hmm. haven't had any bear sightings uh, recently. We haven't here, no. I saw two deer at the end of our street um, the other night. I could see their their eyes shining in my headlights, Beautiful. but they were on the grass. Somebody's they were in somebody's yard, mm-hmm. and the same person's yard, by the way, I think has like those um, kind of like a framed up deer. At, oh, at Christmas at the holidays, time, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right. I think they were more or less in the same position. Hmm. Were they lit up? They were. They, I yeah. I I, uh, I I lit up at the sight of those deer. Mm-hmm. All the best, Mrs. DGS, handling the typing tonight. I mean, it, it, Mrs. DGS's typing is impeccable, I must say. Uh, and lastly, episode recap of 258 from Dr. Siegel. Are you ready? I'm ready. Dear Rebecca and Steve, Sunday night, Mrs. DGS and I were exhausted and didn't finish the podcast until Tuesday morning. I mean, that's kind of what we've done, Rebecca. We, we started the pod, we started our own podcast this morning, and we're finishing it at night. Right, right? exactly. One, sorry about the late note. Two, European football and the Braves kept us busy and tired. European football is Dr. Siegel. Uh, uh, I forget. Is he, a, is he a Premier League fan? Is he a, a fellow Arsenal supporter? What I'm is not his. Sure. Um, 
happens. We'll find out. Three, Formula One report in nighttime conditions in Singapore. Red Bull found itself on the back foot with Mercedes, Ferrari, and McLaren all being possible winners. A, Carlos Sainz won for Ferrari. B, both McLaren and Ferrari had double points finishes in a very exciting race. C, this was quite the competitive race we have all been looking for. I think at last, uh, there was not a, you know, Max Verstappen seems to be the Lewis Hamilton of, of this season where they just win every week. So it's always nice when we get a break from that. Mm-hmm. For along with the other viewers, we all appreciate the time and effort the three of y'all take to entertain us for an hour each week. Well, thank you, Dr. Siegel. Five, Mrs. DGS and I are thankful that I'm doing well and that so many viewers have written in on my behalf. I mean, how great is that to hear, Rebecca? It's, it's uh, incredibly it's a, great to hear. It's just great to hear the enumerated voice of Dr. Siegel uh, typed in the uh, impeccably uh, precise, error-free hands of Mrs. DGS. Mm-hmm. So we continue to wish you all the best. I am sure uh, you will only be getting more exhausted staying up late to watch postseason baseball. The Braves look like they're in it for the long haul. And if I, if memory serves, Rebecca, uh, these games usually end around 3 o'clock in the morning every night. Yeah. It's way too late. It's way too late. I mean, I, I'm sure uh, I'm sure they'll go, move a little bit faster, um, but uh, not a lot faster with the new rules in place. That's all we've got. That's a lot. I mean, it's, I don't, I'm not saying it in a way that, you know, apologi- apologetically, but yes, it is, it is all we have. Um, so... Rebecca? Thank you to Tom, Dick, Hari, and Denny Gallagher, as always. Uh, Play us out. Sing says no pain, no gain, and we found that to be fat. Road might twist and turn a bit, but we all arrive intact. Mr. Mom and Mrs. Dad having each other's back. Day by day just to keep it sane Who's the ball and who's the chain It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane Six of us and the family pet Live in this cuckoo nest Daily grind towards your sanity To a daily test Androgynous and vigorous What we give for a little rest Stay by day just to keep it sane Who's the ball and who's the chain? It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane.